0: Hi, I'm Michal Stavitsky, the author of uh, Directed by Purpose, and you are listening to My Quest for the Best with Bill Ringel.
1: Listen up, small business founders, senior managers, and rising stars. Bill Ringel here, host of My Quest for the Best, where ambitious small business leaders discover strategies and tactics to unlock your growth potential. On each episode, I bring you the inside stories from published and accomplished guests who wanna share their knowledge and experiences so you can be more successful in leading your people, managing your business, and navigating towards more growth and more impact in a changing and challenging landscape. Let's dive in. Joining me today is Mikhail Stavicky. Mikhail is on a mission to support individuals who feel helpless to expand beyond the limits so that they can regain control over their lives. In 2012, Mikhail read the book titled The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, and he started to turn his own life around. In the next seven years, he lost weight, broke over 200 personal fitness records, developed dozens of daily habits, doubled his income, started a book advertising business, liberated his wife from a day job, and published 16 books on how he shared and achieved all of these accomplishments. He's here today to talk about the book Directed by Purpose, and he lives in Warsaw, Poland. Welcome, Mikhail.
0: Thanks for having me on the show, Bill.
1: It's a pleasure. Say, when you were growing up, who's someone who influenced or inspired you?
0: You know, I loved a very uninspired life in my youth. I lived in a communist country, and really, we had nothing to look forward. But the person who really inspired me was my father. And it wasn't by preaching, but, you know, by example, I see uh, myself... Very like him in in many areas, like work ethic, uh, because I've seen him, and really I wanted to be like him. And many of the good qualities I have, it's because of this way of thinking.
1: What would be one of the qualities that you feel like he passed down by modeling to you? And what I mean by that is something he did in his life, maybe never directly said it, or as you said, he never preached about it. However, it's something that you took and wanted to be part of your life and your personality.
0: You know, it's it's the value of work. I've seen him working constantly, and it's who he is. It's not because he was chasing money. He just was unable to be idle. So uh, he, he works constantly. My parents visited me uh, last two weeks, and uh, I and my wife, uh, we went for a trip to Greece, and we left uh, my parents to take uh, care of our children. And my father made some improvements in our house because as he felt like it, and this is who he is. So, and as I said, it was his example. Because I was like a slacker for quite many years, and I felt bad about it. And then when I started to pursue my own purpose, my own mission, I just felt in line with what he really showed me.
1: And maybe you applied some of that determination and hard work toward your own endeavors of writing books, finding your own mission, and helping others through your other businesses.
0: Yeah, true, true. And it, it's also like, because I had been working for like, 10 to 16 hours a day for a few years, just pursuing my day job and my side hustle. And I feel it totally doable because I've seen that in my father. He was doing this thing his whole life, really. Yeah, He was working a day job. He had a side hustle. Then he helped in the household. He helped his neighbors. So I feel like, well, this is obvious. This is normal. It can be done.
1: That's right. He defined the normal as working that hard for that long, for that consistently. Amen. Mikhail, how did you discover your purpose, what a purpose is, and why it's important? It's a very valuable turning point. What was it that led to that point in your life?
0: Well, it was uh, reading The Slight Edge. Uh, written by Jeff Olson in 2012, I was on vacations in Ireland, visiting my parents. My sister read this book and I borrowed it and read it in one day and it just clicked. I, I couldn't get rid of its message. And the message is, success is a few simple disciplines repeated over time. Before reading the book, I felt like, success is something grand. Yeah golden medal on Olympics or, or having a multi-million dollar business. Uh, so I never truly tried to succeed because I felt I knew I was unable of such bits. But when Jeff said that it's just a few simple disciplines, things you can do daily and they are small and they are easy to do as well as easy not to do. And then I like went back from my life story and just found some instances of things I did, small things quite regularly, and then I achieved some success, like getting the uh, education that on my university studies. And I internalized this message. Yeah, I, I thought, okay, this is true. So there is no obstacle for, no obstacles for me to try to be successful. And it was a turning point uh, of my life. Then I went back to personal development, read uh, The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People, among other books, and releasing it to Covey's advice to create a personal mission statement, then I defined my statement, which is really not really a statement because it's a huge document over 1,000 words, but it contains everything I want to achieve in my life. And in a nutshell, for me, my mission is progress is my duty, and the word progress encompasses you know growth and meaning and significance and. It encompasses helping others for me. Yeah? So it's not only the message itself because progress is my duty. It may sound some very formal, uh, strange, but for me internally, it's like it's a very, very short way to remind me what my mission is.
1: Well, Michael, I've also read Seven Habits and have spent a lot of time on my own personal mission statement, and I love that yours is very detailed. And you're also able to have a one-sentence summary of it to remind yourself of all of the important aspects of your mission statement. And one of those aspects is it's only got to be meaningful to you. It's only got to inspire you in order to activate and to make a difference in your life. Can you talk about what you've observed with mission statements in terms of either before and after you had a mission statement for your life? And maybe what you've observed in others who either do have mission statements versus those that don't have mission statements. What are some of the things you've observed?
0: Well, absolutely stunning observing the effect of my personal mission statement in my own life. Because I wrote some things that I like fairy tales, and they are still way away from my reach. I feel it now after seven years. But some of them happened, materialized and that was like a you know shattering uh, the self-limiting beliefs so i felt like if if this is possible then something else is possible too so my favorite example is uh, the sentence from my original personal of statement which was i'm becoming a writer i write in the present tense, like obviously advice, advice, but you know, I didn't write I am a writer because I wasn't there. I didn't feel I can truly write it and repeat it and feel it rings true. So I wrote I'm going. And I didn't even know what being a writer means. It took me almost a couple of months to discover that writers write. Yeah, so this is what uh, I should focus on. But then in a little bit over a year, I have five books published and the, the fifth one became Amazon bestseller and I earned half of my salary in one month and I was like, "Yep, I am a writer or truly am a writer. I accomplished something in that field and I'm doing the daily job of a writer, which is writing and I changed this sentence in my personal statement to, I am a writer. And from like February 2015, I'm repeating this sentence. I am a writer.
1: And how long of a time did it take between your first um, version of it and when you change it to the present tense?
0: About 14 months.
1: See, I think that there's an enormous change that goes through when somebody pays attention to their first draft of their mission statement and comes back to it again and again, maybe every week or every couple days over the course of a year. I've seen remarkable changes with people who do that and it updates and it really does transform your life in some ways. It means a breakthrough. It might mean a simplification. It might mean something that you no longer do that you were putting up with because it was someone else's mission for your life. And you've certainly own, started to own it being your own mission for your life. I think that's certainly true for you for as a writer. Don't you agree?
0: Yep, definitely. I uncovered this desire in me to write. And didn't really know what that means. But, you know, seriously, to the degree that I didn't know that writers write, uh, I mean, it is a daily task of a writer to write. And I had no clue about this. I was so clueless. And then, in a little bit than a year, I was a writer. And, you know, uh, my starting point was you wouldn't bet on me. No way, no publisher would bet on me because I had no experience. No education in writing. I wrote in English, which is not my first language. In fact, it's mostly self-taught. So I had almost no advantages, yet I succeeded. And I attributed 100% to my personal mission statement. And I refer it, and I've been referring to my personal mission statement every single day to change my mind, to change my mindset, my beliefs. And then they materialized. It's magic.
1: One of the things you've read about in Driven by Purpose is you quote Peter Drucker when you say, when you quote his sentence that says, success in the knowledge economy comes to those who know themselves, their strengths, their values, and how they best perform. What did you do to learn more about how you uncover your own strengths?
0: Uh, One of uh... My core values is self-discovery, and it's part of my personal statement. So I have a few sentences about it. And, you know, I started from the point where I hadn't really tried to examine myself for 16 years. And then I wrote that I want to do it, you know, because I really absorbed this message of Peter Drucker. And it's also a message of other great people. In personal develop, development field and I decided it is important because if I want to succeed I really need to base on my strengths and what I do best. Uh, so right now I do several things on a daily basis but the most influential I think is journaling. I spend about 15 minutes every morning writing one question about myself and then trying to ask for it. It takes one page in my calendar and really, you know, so it's seven years since I started, so less than six, but it means thousands and thousands of personal life questions which were processed by my conscious mind, mostly not just, you know, emotions and whatever comes from subconscious, which internal dialogue is often not very intelligent. You exchange invectives with with yourself, but journaling forced me to consciously process what's in me, those emotions, or my plans, or my ambitions, fears, plenty of things. And this is the way I I discovered myself.
1: Mikhail, give an example of a question you asked and answered in your journal recently and how it helps to focus on that question that you do it maybe for multiple days or maybe multiple weeks. What's your approach with the question that you use as an example?
0: I'm just going through my journal, uh, it's in front of me. Uh, so I'm a religious person, and uh, you know, if you believe in God, then He's omnipotent, He can everything. And if you believe in the, uh, believe in the Christian God, he's also all love. He loves you, loves me. But then I caught myself, like acting like I don't believe this. I, I asked myself, well, is it really true that God is omnipotent and loves me or not? And then, you know, just processing consciously through this question, opening my eyes to ways when I still to my own opinion really about God uh, or about myself and I'm not really surrendering my life to him.
1: And is this something, is this questioning and journaling something that you use to be able to prepare to go on that vacation to Greece? How did you use your journal to help prepare for that type of trip that you took with your wife?
0: Yeah, well, a week before the trip, something like this, I wrote a question, what should I finish before going for vacations for a week because it, the vacations were long due and were the first one i totally didn't work for eight days in a row so i had some things to finish and i just I dumped it from my uh, head onto the paper that i'm giving a lot of peace of mind so sometimes there are very practical things like this one and sometimes they are like deeply spiritual or you know about your experiences, your emotions—you know, whatever comes to my mind.
1: And when you repeat questions, what's an example of a question that you've repeated that's led to more clarity? Maybe about something that you wanted to write about for a book.
0: Yeah, it happened. Uh, like the whole idea of writing a series of books about uh, pursuing success and how successful people really form their habits and in which areas came from one of the journaling sessions it dawned on me that my successful friends all are self-aware very self-aware and in a positive sense meaning that they can catch themselves and they know their strengths and so on and it made me thinking about what other uh, common qualities of successful people and then the idea for the series has been born
1: so what was the title of your most successful book
0: i think the most successful and maybe because of the price, partly, it was my first book, uh, Personal Ambition segment, Your Roadmap to Happiness. Well, and it is the oldest, so it has the most time to sell, sell the more most copies. But uh, among my 16 books, I have like five or six that are going head to head. And so...
1: Is journaling something you use to help you understand and analyze what topics you want to write about in order to develop your book series?
0: Yes. uh, In fact, I cannot recall among the last 10 books the case when I didn't dedicate at least one journaling session for the idea of the book. Uh, In fact, my process for writing a book right now is uh, a brainstorming uh, what I want to write about what are the angles I can use, and then outlining the book, which is also a process that I answer two dozen questions, uh, the same questions uh, for each book, and uh, clarifying what I want to say and how I want to say and how it's going to help uh, my readers. Uh, so, writing is like a big part of my self-analysis and my work as well. When I do other business ventures like my book advertising uh, gig, then I start from journaling, uh, from writing down the idea, brainstorming about it, outlining some aspects. I just process things through writing.
1: How do you get feedback from your customers that you can use to incorporate into other writing projects?
0: Well, I'm active on the Quora.com, which is a website for answering questions. And for the last month, than a year, I published one answer a day, at least one answer a day, and interact with users there. So articles, answers are getting widely popular. Then I know I'm onto something, and. I will probably write a book about gratitude journaling because every time I work about this, it's getting a lot of attention. So, and I think this is a good way for getting feedback for writers and not just Quora, but publishing regularly, interacting with your audience. So, and Quora is also amazing because you have plenty of answers and they are somehow graded which are the most popular, how many people follow them, and how many answers they got. So you can find very easily what people are looking for, what they are interested in.
1: Yes, those metrics certainly help. Say, Mikhail, are you ready for the My Quest for the Best lightning round? I have a few questions for you. Let's go. All right. So what's a method you use to get unstuck when you have to sit down and write? Or how do you get yourself prepared to write and be productive when it's time. It's a question about performance on demand, because it's very intimidating for many people to simply sit and write. What do you do in order to make that process easier for yourself?
0: I recommend for everyone who gets stuck not only in writing but in anything, just to habitualize the activity. For me, writing is like very, very important part of my life. It's how I make a living and it's out of the questions that uh, my feelings will dictate when i work or not it's like with your day job yeah it's you cannot call your boss and say oh today i don't feel like like working sorry so uh, when you habitualize an activity you are destroying all the obstacles so i have my rituals i have fears the topic which i will write about i'm never sitting in front of my computer looking for and the the topic I have like dozens and dozens of ideas to write about. So I pick one. I have the topic. I start my writing log entry. Start time. Topic. Which language? And the starting time. And put earphones in my ears. Start the music. And tadam, that's that's a ritual. And then I write. And it's like, let me think. When brushing your, your teeth, it's, you know, you don't ponder it. Oh, do I feel like brushing my teeth or not? You just do it because you have a habit. So, uh, and in many, many areas of work, uh, there are some things that like has to be done. If you are in sales, you have to contact people, speak with them. Yeah? So uh, you should habitualize those crucial elements of your work.
1: I think that's so clever because you create your environment for being your optimal productivity in an optimal productivity state through habits. And then it just takes over. Then it's as easy as you say is brushing your teeth. You don't say, gosh, I should go get a toothbrush and wouldn't toothpaste be nice? All of those things are decided for ourselves when we go to brush our teeth. It's all right there in the bathroom where we keep our toothbrush stuff. The same way you do that to create your environment.
0: Exactly, exactly. And it works for those Complicated activities because writing is much more complicated than uh, brushing your teeth, but it works not only for me, but you know, plenty of successful authors have some ritual. And when I do this, because I write in many, many different places, I wrote on a beach during my vacations in, in Greece, but when I go through those motions, then I, I'm getting into the zone and just write,
1: which is what I do. What would you say is something that you've eliminated? from your life that's actually added to the quality of your life in the last year? That's
0: a tough question. I'm, you know, I cling to things. I really, I I feel bad about quitting, about anything. But one thing I quit quite recently, a month, yeah, a month ago. I was keeping an online journal, but I realized it doesn't serve the the purpose i started it with and so what's the purpose i'm losing my time i'm losing my energy thinking about it and i just stopped doing that let's quit this because uh, it was also i think holding from my mentor or yeah i had this on the podcast thinks you can quit think about this and yeah i decided this is something totally unnecessary because it was a good idea six years ago, but it does no longer work for me and for anybody else. By the way, I started it for others, and I had no ideas there. It has no sense. Stop it, and you know, I freed five to ten minutes of my daily time, but more importantly, I freed up some my mental bandwidth.
1: I think that's a mark of success. When somebody says, I recognize that something, it's not taking a terrible amount of time, but it really isn't producing the results I expected. So I'm just going to end it. It's not always easy, is it?
0: For me, it's insanely difficult, but self-awareness, which is, you know, one of my values and important thing for me can make you to realize that like without even external help because uh, on the other hand, when you ask people who are close to you, I like Gary Vaynerchuk He's very intentional about this. He's asking for feedback all the time. And this is his way of, of getting feedback. So instead of journaling, he talks with people. It's not my thing, I'm introvert, but yeah. So definitely it was working on my self-awareness because first I need to realize that I need to give up on this and usually you're identity is so wrapped about things you do or just subjects in your life that it's like almost impossible without external input to to realize but working on my self-awareness every single day from time to time i have this small enlightenment okay this is something really that doesn't work so it's like a small light bulb whenever the small signal from external world arrives like i've heard it on the podcast about quitting something and then i thought uh, thought, yeah yeah this is something i should this is so my self-awareness plus something from external world equal to giving up this this
1: habit and mikhail if you had the opportunity to speak to let's say, a room of thousands of your followers of your your writing, what's one message you would share with people who are listening from your book, Directed by Purpose? What are one or two key ideas that you wish everyone would follow?
0: Okay, if it's from diocese of purpose, then number one is you have your individual purpose on this planet. You are not an accident. Your life is not an accident or a t- strategy. It's very, very intentional and purposeful for you to become the best version of yourself. And it is this, it's universal for all human beings. And number two would be, so you need to find your purpose. You need to actively look for it, ask yourself questions, ask others what are your core strengths, uh, what are you good at it, and then you should habitualize pursuing your mission your purpose Uh, because it's not enough to have a goal and that's it. I had plenty of goals, wrote them down and forgot about them. It's not enough. You have to recall every single day what your purpose is, what your mission is, and it makes you to work on it because if you forget, you are absolved, okay, I I forgot, I didn't do this or that to uh, pursue my mission, but if you have specific habits, like reviewing your personal statement every single day, then you just cannot help but change and start becoming a person who you should become.
1: Well, Mikhail Savitsky, you shared so many great ideas with us on my quest for the best today. I just want to thank you so much for talking about how success is a few simple disciplines repeated over time and how the purpose is for everyone, not just for celebrities, And it's something that's very personal and individual to have a purpose. And it makes a great difference in the quality of our lives to have that. You are a writer against all odds with successful publishing on Amazon. And you started off with self-taught English without any connections. And still, you've published over 15 books on Amazon. You became aware of your mission and your self-purpose through defining your mission statement and overcoming self-limiting beliefs. By talking about your identity as I am a writer, it really unleashed a lot of growth potential for yourself. You talked about the importance of journaling. And I want to thank you for sharing some of those individual ways that you use your journal in order to bring greater clarity and commitment into your life. And the keys in order to finding your purpose of sharing that each of us is not an accident and we have a, a mission and purpose for being here that it's important and a responsibility each of us has to find our purpose and then to habitualize all of those things that contribute to us succeeding with our mission is so important. And I want to thank you so much for sharing with me on my quest for the best.
0: You're most welcome, Bill, and I'm honored to be on on this podcast.
1: Mikhail, where can we find out more about you and your work online?
0: Uh, The best place is uh, my blog, which is expandbeyondyourself.com. And you can read my manifesto on the main page and follow my B-Weekly notifications, or or you just can connect with me on Twitter. Everything is on, on that book.
1: Mikhail Stavisky, author of Directed by Purpose, plus 15 other books. Thank you so much again for being on my quest for the best.
0: Thanks, Bill, for having me on the podcast. Really pleasure. Really pleasure. Thank you.
1: Hi, this is Bill, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast interview on my quest for the best. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or your favorite app so you never miss an episode full of stories, tips, and insights for the ambitious small business leader. Now I have a quick request for you. Please go to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and give us a rating and review. My team and I really appreciate the feedback, and we read every comment to find out what you enjoy and what you want as we develop new content, course materials, and a few surprises that we have in store for you. When you rate and review My Quest for the Best, you help other small business leaders find us, subscribe to the podcast, and join the community. You can get the Insider's e-newsletter for small business leaders by going to myquestforthebest.com. We have chosen a challenging path to make a living and make a difference in the world, and I believe it's important to share top-notch resources with each other, which is why you'll find new episodes from top thought leaders and small business experts on My Quest for the Best each week. Thanks for listening and being part of the community. See you on the next episode.